0: Or you can find us at our website, MedoraChurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I have fought a little bit of hell to get to you tonight. I have fought with physical attacks in my body, things in our family, things in our church, and not one of them discouraged me because every one of them reminded me that the devil will do anything he can to stop us from walking in God moments. And I believe that's what we're headed for tonight. Ezekiel 47, verse 8 and 9. The Bible said, Then he saith unto me, These waters issue out towards the east country. They go down into the desert. They go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whatsoever the river shall come, shall live there shall be a great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed. And everything shall live, whither the river cometh. What a promise. What a promise. Hallelujah. Could we, one more time tonight, set our Bibles down and could we just lift our voice in praise and thanksgiving to the Lord? Hallelujah. Before you're seated, I want to read one more scripture. I know you've been standing a minute. Revelations 1 and 6 again. And He hath made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I did not read that to you again because the Bible is limited on scriptures. I read that to you because before we walk out of here tonight, there's going to be a moment. When I've got to move out of the way. And God wants to partner with us in the supernatural. All
0: right. yes,
1: sir. Yes. And if you see yourself anything other than a king and priest unto God. You're going to operate in hope. And hope is not a spiritual tactic. Right. We're going to operate in the realm of faith tonight. All right. yes, sir. I believe that. I believe that. There are sick folks in here that are going home healed tonight. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Undoubtedly, before I got here a few Sunday nights ago, this church is in a state of revival. We've talked, we've preached, and... We have mentioned that we are in rivers of revival. Somebody said amen. amen. I don't know about you, and maybe maybe you don't partake in this kind of thing, but it's whether it's on YouTube or some streaming service, if you watch a series, oftentimes when you watch an episode, they give you a recap of the previous episode. You know what I'm talking about? Just flap your angel's wings if you don't know about that. Yeah. Well, I want to readily confess to you tonight, I have never watched a recap. My favorite button is skip recap. I don't want to watch the recap. But I'm going to ask you for a little while to help me recap what God has done the last couple weeks. I told you our first Sunday night that we were together, that I was not here by accident. I hate the circumstance, but I believe that God put me here on assignment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And not because it's me, but God has met us very powerfully the last couple weeks. Yes, yes. And I thank God for that. Yes, Watch what God has been doing. Ezekiel 47 and 3. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to my ankles. Somebody say, rivers of renewal. I believe God brought us into rivers of renewal because when you see that in scripture, where the water was to their ankles. I believe that represents a level of apostolic anointing where we cease to just be serving God, but we learn to have an anointed walk with God. Yes, sir. I believe God sent us a renewal because He is ready for His church Not just here, but everywhere. To rise up like mighty, wealthy, walking warriors. I believe God wants to partner with us. But it is the devil's great desire to hinder your walk with God. To stop you with mediocrity. And stop you with besetting sins. But oh, the devil's a fool tonight. Because there is a river that has hit the ankles of MPC. There is an anointing that is... Come to your life. You're going to begin to overcome that which once overcome you. Oh, will you give Him praise with me tonight? Now, back home, sometimes I'm a little smart aleck with the crowd, and they put up with it. I try not to be that here, but I'll just tell you: when the crowd at home gives me a golf clap, I just dig in deeper. And they've learned if they don't want a run-on sermon that goes running on forever, they get it the first time around. But I'm going to try it again. You see, you you cannot operate where God has took you and is taking you as a church if you are constantly overcome by everything that comes into your life. So the river of renewal was to give you an anointing in your walk with God. I'm just telling you. I tell you, young guys that feel ministry on your life. A couple of them's my guys. I can get at them. Uh, it's amazing because we want to do great things on the platform for God. But I'm telling you, where anointing happens is your life is when you learn to have an anointed walk with God. Wherefore, seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every sin and the weight which does so easily beset us. Besetting sins are killing the apostolic church. We stop calling them sin and we call them our struggle now. Pray tell me in the Bible where it says just develop a struggle and you can take that all the way to glory with you. It is time for us to be overcomers. It's time for us to rise up and say, wait a minute. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give in. I'm going to overcome that which has overcome me. I feel like running the devil out of here tonight. I wish somebody would say, I'm
0: tired
1: of the besetting sin. I'm ready for victory. Come on, worship him. Hallelujah. I hope I'm not being ugly. I feel a fire in my gut tonight. You know, my wife and I, we believe strongly in therapy. and We believe strongly in encouragement and processes. And, and sometimes it just takes a little while. But there comes a point. There comes a point, Brother LeBannon, where we got to put some things up under our feet. And when we look down, we need to see there's a river of anointing on our ankles. That's anointing every step we take. God wants you to take territory. He wants everywhere the sole of your feet tread to be taken territory. But we can't take territory while we're struggling our way. Hey. Give God some praise with me. It's amazing. We say this, I say this. It's, it's a common, common vernacular or saying. And we look at somebody, and I've said it about your worship team. Man, they are anointed to sing. We've heard preachers, and we say, man, that is an anointed preacher of God. Well, i tell you, when you see a saint that has left some things in their wake that they have overcome, we need to learn that the anointing is more than just what's on the platform. But there's some brothers and sisters in the church that once were alcoholics and now they're not. That once were involved in pornography and now they're not. They've been anointed to walk with God. i just tell you, i just tell you, and, and I'm not, I love you. I'm just. Sometimes you just need to be plain. My, my, my wife and I got that down pat after 23 years. And sometimes we're just going to have to look at each other and say it, and you're going to have to deal with it. And I do. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm just tell you, though, where God is moving you right now. I'm not trying to play God and figure out what's going on with pastor and all that. I'm not trying to, to, to just make sense of a circumstance. That's what it is. But understand tonight, you've got godly leadership. But where God is taking this church, it's territorial, territorial dominion. And it's not going to be enough for you to walk with men that walk with God. It's not going to be enough for you to walk with men that walk with God. God's trying to do something up in your spirit that will allow you to walk like you've never walked before and talk like you've never talked before and sing like you've never seen before. I'm telling somebody, you need to realize just what kind of power you've got up in your soul. And the devil is afraid if you ever figure out just who you are. There ain't no devil big enough and there ain't no mountain high enough. The devil knows you got it in your soul. I wish an army would rise up in this house right now. I feel so much Holy Ghost. I wish somebody would shout. Hey. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. I can't, Brother David, I, I can't stand to hear myself preach. If I and most people don't have answer machines anymore, but back when the world was young and we used answering machines, if I heard myself on one of them I couldn't I didn't like to hear that. I think I don't sound like that. That's bad audio. But I, I, I deviated from my normal practice and I watched a little bit of the first Sunday night I came here. And I didn't watch it because I wanted to see my performance, but I wasn't really sure what all I said. And so I wanted to make sure that that what I was on assignment for tonight didn't contradict what I'd already said, because the smart preachers stay behind the thing and read the notes. But here's what I'm telling you, and I said this the first night: you're not in a revival. I like, we say, well, we're in a revival. It's not just you're in a revival. God has started a perpetual state of revival. Yes. This is where you get into the reaper overtaking the planter. Yes. <laughs> Us, what, what are we going to do? We, we're going to get tired. What, what are we going to do when we get weary? What are we going to do when we have to have procedures? What are we going to do when we have to stay in long extended hospital stays? I got, I got good news for you. I tell you what you're going to do. As soon as you can, you're going to get back to the river of renewal. I promise you, Grace, when you walk back in here with those babies, it's going to be like you never walked out of here. Because there's such a river. There's such a river of renewal in this house. I'm telling you, the weary are going to have a place to find rest. But the weary are also going to have a place where God can renew them in the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, clap your hands and love the Lord with me tonight. Come on, praise Him. Let me see. Thank you,
0: Lord.
1: I, I feel, in the middle of a revival, I feel some weary souls in here tonight. All right. yes, sir. And normally, normally I would, I would want to reach for you and encourage you. But what I just want to tell you tonight is, if you're weary... If you're burned out, if you're going through it, thank God there is a river. The streams thereof make glad the city of God. The good news for you tonight is you may have walked in here scratching your head, wondering how you're going to have the strength to fight another fight. But the devils you've already knocked down are not proof that you're worn out. They're proof that you've got what it takes to overcome what... I'm gonna give you a kingdom, kingdom key right here. This is something we need to understand. The devil always overplays his hand. The devil always overplays his hand. I was talking to, to another minister uh, somewhere between north, south, east, and west of here, and, and just today. And he said, well, what are we going to do? COVID's amping back up. We're going to have to shut the churches. We're going to be locked in. If you're not vaccinated, you're not going to be able to travel. Evangelists are not going to be able to get around the world. I said, brother, don't you know the devil always overplays his hand? The worst thing the devil could do is get a bunch of apostolics locked in one region. Now listen, I preached back home today the power of the church. I believe in coming to church. But when we have to go into our homes, the devil's overplaying his hand. But we need to remember the story of the widow woman. Because when she took her sons and she locked them in the house with her, she went in there with empty vessels. But when she came out, her pots were running over I'm not trying to hear to preach about COVID. I'm just telling you, Medora Pentecostal Church, you will not be worn out by the end time. You will not get weary in well-doing. You will not burn out. You will not give up. You will not give in. You've come too far to turn back now. He's brought you through too much to give in now. Come on, somebody. Hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Come on. It's worth the fight because there's rivers of renewal. Come on, worship, worship, worship.
0: Hey,
1: hallelujah. Oh, would we just praise the Lord for one moment? The scripture goes on further. And it says, And everything that shall live, everything shall live whither the river cometh. So God showed us rivers of renewal. Everybody say renewal. renewal. I know you'd like to skip recap, but hang in there. Then he showed us rivers of recovery. And I don't know about you, but I think it's pretty cool. God tells us, oh yeah, by the way, there's people in the grave that I have not yet answered their prayers. Uh-huh. Right. But it's coming. Right. Right. Yeah. Come on. You can, you can even be half brain dead. And that's cool. Yeah. That's right. Here's why. Because you have no idea. The vastness of the prayers that's been prayed. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That's right. The cool thing about that brother Wallace is you've had this, this church hooked up to world missions all these years. you had these sweet saints praying for missionaries and countries and territories. I'm not trying to be cliche, but there is something going on in the graveyard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we understand there's rivers of recovery. The promise is this that when David inquired of the Lord, we learned about it last week, about Ziglag. The, the promise that he was given was pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them. And without fail, recover all. Somebody say that's our promise. That's our promise. You're not just going to, you're not just going to recover. It's not just a promise, if you will. I believe that is a prophetic word for you. It's important that you know it's a word and not an idea. Because you'll hope for an idea. But you can grab hold of a word. My Bible said God sent His word and it delivered them all. I love the remodel here. I was blessed to be here when you, we all de, we dedicated this. It's awesome. But I'm telling you, you don't have enough room. I don't know what the next plan is. I know Brother David was, was talking about Nehemiah for what we still got. I don't know what's next. But I'm telling you, if you start recovering to the level that I feel in my spirit, you, you do not have room to contain what God... I, it's almost like I feel it in my mind. Somebody said, oh, "Brother Wilkes, this is Mandora." I'm telling you, a church on fire is worth the drive. A church alive is worth the drive. When you start taking regions, when you start taking territory. I believe there's going to be pockets, just pockets, if you come to church go three or four weeks in a row and all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. It's like somebody awoke the prodigals and the last three or four weeks we've had four or five or six or seven prodigals come home. If you're sitting in a row of five or four chairs and you got seven or eight in your family, you need to look around where you're going to put them because God wants there to be that sort of recovery that happens in this church. You've got a river of renewal, but it's not really for you. It's so you stay renewed enough that you can help somebody recover. A key. That's a key. That's a key right there. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm telling you that's a key in the Holy Ghost. Your renewal is not about you. Apostolic revival is not built around the Western culture mindset. The renewal you have is not about you feeling good and going home happy. The renewal is about you being able to sustain victory in your spirit so you can help somebody recover. Give God some praise, would you do that? I'm just going to read it to you how I wrote it in prayer. Answered prayers, answered prayers are going to be the atmosphere of MPC. Ezekiel 47, four. again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters and the waters were to my knees. That's where we go from just having an anointed walk with God to praying anointed prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. The Bible says, and I'm not going to quote it just perfectly correct, but it talks about God answering our prayers. And it says the reason he doesn't answer our prayers is because we ask them amiss. Now, I'm not talking about your devotional prayer to connect with God in intimacy. We need that. That's what happens in worship and prayer. I'm not talking about that. But there comes other times when churches need to be able to pray anointed prayers. Right. 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 Dominion. Territory. Authority. Kings and priests. That's where God's trying to raise our mind up to a little bit tonight. I feel that a little bit of expansion in our mind. Say, so, well, I always feel God when I'm praying. I'm, my, my, prayer, I'm just telling you. I'm telling. We need to be on target in this hour. Yeah. We cannot be amiss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right, right. good preaching. For instance, just I'll use a, a caustic or a, a wide analogy here, but it works. Your your pastor just called for prayer and fasting for Afghanistan. Praying amiss will be if you come that day and you don't even mention Afghanistan, you pray about everything but Afghanistan. We've got to be on point. We've got to be targeted. Hey, worship the Lord with me. renewal recovery and again he measured a thousand and he brought me through the waters and they were to my loins i don't want to get raided here but that's where where the spiritual reproductivity of the church begins to get anointed i'll help you was it haley We now baptize you in Jesus' name. What is that? It's harvest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. sir. We're not on the edge. We're in the harvest. I said, we're not on the edge. We're in the harvest. Come on, I wish you'd worship with me on that just for a moment. Said the waters anointed my walk, they anointed my prayers, they've anointed the brought me into the harvest of the church. That's why I don't know what it's been just since camp, but how you've had so many baptized people are receiving the Holy Ghost during worship service. People are receiving uh, the Holy Ghost at the end of preaching. God is moving. I'll tell you why. Because God has taken you into a season of harvest.
0: Amen. Amen. Yep.
1: Pastor will clean this up later if he needs to, but let me just say it this way. I go to conferences, I love conferences. I hear what's working for everybody. I love all the methods, all the plans. That's all wonderful and great. But what I'm talking to you about tonight is not about outreach endeavors. Come on. It's about spiritual reproductivity. It's about there being an atmosphere and a river that flows within this church. Where the lost are saved. And the backslidden are recovered. It's a harvest mentality. But it goes beyond souls. Can I meddle if I'm anointed? The problem, we won't harvest in the church of new souls. But many of us, the fruit of our life is not even producing an adequate harvest. And what I see in the Holy Ghost is, I see God trying to take some people that are real close to being dysfunctional. And He's wanting to put them into a place in the Spirit where they begin to have a harvest in their life. I'm not talking about souls right now. And I realize I feel like I'm out there where angels fear to tread right now. But aren't you tired of producing depression? Aren't we tired of producing anxiety? That's not the harvest of an apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled child of God. I bind every spirit of hell that would raise its head in this room right now. I loose the power of the Holy Ghost in here. Let there be a release of the Spirit of God. I command every force of hell. I command you to get out of this room and let the power and the unction of the Holy Ghost begin to sweep over this house. Let there be a harvest in every soul. Let there be a harvest in every mind. Come on. If I was a devil, I'd walk up out of this room right now. Come on. I believe the angels of the Lord are in this room right now. I believe the angels of the Lord are walking these pews right now I believe they're here lift up your hands and let the power of the Holy Ghost begin to fall on you come on lift up your voice lift up your voice You know what? I I never dreamed I'd go here, but I'm going to do it. You know what a good harvest of Holy Ghost harvest will do in your life? It'll make us shut off those devices and things that are pumping filth into our homes and into our minds. You know why some of us are wrestling with the same spirits the world's wrestling with? Because we take sport in watching it. The last thing we need in the apostolic church is desperate housewives. Are you kidding me? There's a world that's lost and on their way to hell. But I've got good news tonight. We've got what it takes. We've got what it takes. Come on. If you want to harvest in your life, I dare you to praise him right now. Me. Bishop Walls, you pull my coat if I get out there too far. But there's a, there is a law. I know your pastor's taught you on this. There is a law. There's a principle of the harvest that you absolutely reap what you sow. And there's too many of our apostolic churches. I'm not talking about the harvest of souls. That in the church, we should be praying for crop failure. Because if we start reaping. What we've been watching and what we've been engaging in and what we've been doing. If we start reaping that, we're in trouble. But I'm telling you, let a river of renewal and a river of recovery and a power of God sweep over this house. If you messed up yesterday, you get back up. Rejoice not against me, oh, my enemy, when I fall. Oh, somebody get back up tonight. I wish somebody would just shout with me. I wish somebody would just rejoice with me. Let me tell you what's happening in MPC. We're not gonna have to pray for crop failure. God's renewing us. God's restoring us, Brother Dylan. We're not going to pray for crop failure. If you messed up yesterday, you're getting it right today. Because I hear the sound. I said I hear the sound. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. There's a harvest. There's a harvest. Come on. I say send the rain. Send the rain. Send the rain. Come on. Lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Just worship him. Worship him. Just sitting this right here. In fact, I'll tell you this: I definitely didn't plan on going here. I'll tell you this: the answer in the apostolic church to COVID is not rebuking it; it's repentance. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, then I will heal their land. We're going to take authority before I walk out of here tonight, but you cannot take authority over something you just need to repent of. Hey, God's helping us right here. Can you hang with me a little while longer? I know it's hot in here, but God's helping us right here. It is God's intention to pour out miracles, signs, and wonders before we walk out of here tonight. But we got to get there in the spirit. God's trying to get us right. So I would that there would be a spirit of repentance. You may say, Brother Wilkes, I repented this morning. We're going to do it again. If you messed up yesterday, I want you to repent right now. Come on. I believe old things are being passed away. Things are becoming new right now. Come on. Let a spirit of repentance sweep over this house. House! Now let a spirit of praise come over this house. Can you hang with me just a minute here? I'm trying to move here. So we know we're not on the edge. We know God's not just giving us harvest, but He's changing the harvest in our life. So we're not on the edge. We see the harvest. But then Ezekiel said this. And after he measured a thousand, it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in. And let me just say this. If it was that much, it was waters over our head. That brings us back to the first Sunday night I was here. God's trying to anoint our mind so we can see we are kings and priests with him. But the scripture said, it was a river that I could not pass over. What is that? That's the overflow. takes you beyond harvest. That's where you got harvest. You got miracles. You got signs. You got wonders. MPC. You got that at the... Ri- hey, <laughs> Hey, just be seated just for a second and then I'll move somebody say overflow Overflow. that's where we get into Ezekiel's vision and he said everywhere that river goes everywhere that river goes I'm just using you an example but everywhere that river goes when it finds something dead Uh life comes back to it everywhere that river goes things that were broken and things that were confused it does also say there's a great multitude of fish that sounds a whole lot like harvest But it says this, and everywhere that the river goeth, the waters are healed, and everything that touches the river liveth. Yeah. Yeah. This would be a good sermon for back home, wouldn't it? Yeah. At the river. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm preaching it here tonight to tell you that God is about to bring things to life. I knew, I knew about. Pastor's date with the doctor coming up. And then when you brought David and, Gil and Grace up here. David and Gil. That's his actual name, not his wife's name. <laughs> David and Grace. Even when you're anointed, you can flub up, I guess. He <laughs> keeps me humble, Brother Walls. He keeps me humble. He brought them up there, and I'm thinking, my goodness. I'll tell you, yesterday, I tried to take my wife on a date. I became so afflicted in my eyes, I don't know what happened to me. I was Now, you know I was afflicted because I was in the passenger seat right there if something's going wrong. And I had my seat laid back in agony. My eyes were on fire. I don't know if I had an allergic reaction or something. And, I mean, it just wouldn't stop. It went on for hours all the way till I went to sleep last night. It never did stop. And my wife kept saying, you, you want to go to the hospital? No, I don't want to go to the hospital. You want to go to the hospital? No, I don't want to go to the hospital. And I kept, I kept thinking... At any minute, I'm going to have to get my phone and, and, and just tell Brother, yo, I can't come. I don't know what's going on in here. Also, what I didn't tell you was last week before I came here, I went for, for a doctor's appointment for something, nothing major. And I'm there, and the lady's taking my blood pressure, and she's, she's typing on the computer there, and she's looking at the machine. She's typing, she's looking, and all of a sudden she goes, She said, You okay? I said, Yeah, I'm fine. She said, Okay, I, I think the machine, I, I need to retake your blood pressure. She takes it again. She looks at the machine the same way. She said, your blood pressure is 193 over like 128. No, 138. She said, you are at crisis level. She said, you, sir, you, you feel okay? I said, I feel great. <laughs> so the doctor comes in. She starts walking me through it all. And she says, well, you sure you feel okay? I said, I feel great. She said, well, well, you haven't been here in years. I said, yeah, because you all find stuff wrong with people. (laughs) She said, let me tell you what's going on. She said, you've had this for years, and your body's gotten used to it. So, boy, I'm telling you, that was a wake-up call. Plus, I knew they was going to call my personal doctor, Lisa, on me, and they did. And so I made her promise, I'm going to take it serious. But there's been all kinds of things going on. I called Brother Wade. And he, and he didn't know anything about that. He didn't know what's going on. But he just told me, he said, Brother Wilkes. He said, I don't know what's going on. But apostolic ministry all across America is under severe physical attack right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't you forget what I've already told you. The devil always overplays his hand. He's not going to be able to keep apostolic ministry down. If anything, he's going to recalibrate us and refocus us and realign us. Because the church is about to look a whole lot different than it did. Because we're about to step into a dimension of apostolic anointing that the church has never walked in before. And God is getting his men of God ready to lead a great army in revival of apostolic outpouring. And I don't know about you, but I say, keep it coming, Lord. Keep it coming, Lord. Keep it coming, Lord. Woo! Would you praise the Lord with me right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Jesus. Somebody said, "Amen." amen. It's time for miracles. I, I know, I know. We're conditioned. We need the music to amp us up. We need to get our emotions to a certain place. But that's not the spirit of victory God wants us to begin to operate in. Because while there is a river of overflow, of the miraculous that this church will operate in, it will never be contained in the four walls of this church. And if we need our emotions to be scintillated to operate, how will the beggar in the street ever receive the power you got? I don't know about you, but I don't think the worship team follows you around every day. Mine did follow me here tonight. God wants to do miracles in this room tonight. And the biggest wrestling match I've ever had, ever, in my whole ministry, was Saturday afternoon in my office. And I'm not trying to spiritualize things, but it was directly after that that I got afflicted in my eyes. In fact, it was when I stood up from my desk... I was dizzy and the next thing I know there was a burning in my eyes. Listen to me. I wrestled all afternoon in my office because when I got to this point in my message, I want to sermonize. And I I want to try to preach you to a place where miracles start happening. But that's not what God's going to do. Put Revelations 1 and 6 up. God's going to let you operate. In the office of kings and priests tonight. There are going to be tangible miracles that happen in this room. It scares me to death to say that. Because I'm not not—I'm not some just piker passing through here. I'm connected to this church. I can't just run and hide from what I've said. But I feel absolutely. From the top of my head to the sole of my feet. That there are healings and miracles and deliverances that are in this room tonight. And God wants there to be an outpouring Of apostolic authority on you and in you. Hallelujah. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Help me, God. Now, look at that. That's your identity. We are trying to pray for people to be delivered. And hope is our tactic. And hope is not a spiritual tactic. I can have this hope in earthen vessels, but when we go taking things in dominion and authority in the Spirit, we cannot hope God will do it. We've got to be able to command it to happen. And I know that's edgy. We're not going to. We can't command the Lord. But right there, he is saying, I want to partner with you. Right. Yeah. Right. And again, I don't ever do this. I don't ever do it. I was riding with a friend of mine one time, and, and we spent an hour watching a YouTube message of him preaching somewhere. I thought, my goodness, I'd never do that. I don't do that alone, much less make someone else do it. But I went back and watched. watched. It wasn't in my notes. I looked at them. But in the middle of preaching, the first Sunday night I was here, I mentioned that we're living with a vacated shout in the church. And that we've learned to make the church kind of sad. And we get everybody's emotions in that realm. And then then God can move because our hearts get tender. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, hey, worship leaders, it's a good tactic. Worship. Yeah. Worship is not where miracles happen. Worship is intimacy with God. Worship is where God comes in and writes on the tablets of your heart. That's worship. Worship is intimacy. It's needed, but it's not where the miracles happen. Are you okay? Praise is where the miraculous is released. It's why what a great plan the enemy has. To let our churches worship and cry all day long. As long as we got a vacated shout. Because praise is where the miraculous is released. So here in a moment, without any music, without anything drumming us up, we're going to go into a season of praise. And when we do, the victory of the Lord is going to show up in this house. And when the victory of the Lord gets in this house, there's going to be miracle signs and wonders that begin to happen. Now listen, I, I'm not being rude, am I? There's not going to be any tears right here. We're not we're not going into a season of crying. We're going into a season of pray praise. Prayer releases the angelic. Praise releases miracles. Listen to me. I feel the enemy fighting me. Go ahead. Which just stirs me up. I don't feel you resistant at all. This is why I wanted to sermonize right here. But I'm telling you, we've got a generation we're raising up that has never seen apostolic power in operation. And we are comfort sick. And we are in a drought of operation. Here's what we're going to do. You're not going to care. I know you can't spread out. What a good problem to have. We're going to to simply go into a season. And we're going to just start shouting hallelujah. Now, one of you guys can get you a a good Bible study on the word hallelujah. You can save yourself some time and go to RaymondWoodward.com and he's got one on it. And just pray and then don't lie and say God gave it to you. But the word hallelujah is powerful. We couldn't exhaust it tonight talking about it. So I'm going to give you the Switzerland County version. Hallelujah. Hallowed. Hallowed be thy name. But I'm going to give you the, here's how we say it down there to us river folks. When you say hallelujah, you're just saying God's on top of it all.
0: our ministry.